And uh, good morning. It's 12.32 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here doing a uh, late show. Haven't done one in a couple of weeks, so I figured i uh start one right now. Um, I'm going to just jump right into it. But before I do, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anger.fm to get started. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now that we have that out of the way. So, lately, the last two weeks, um, the internet's been a buzz along with YouTube. Um, Kwame Brown has been the subject. And uh, here's a guy. If you don't know about Kwame Brown, way back in uh, 2000, 2001, he was the uh, number one overall draft pick of the Washington Wizards. And uh, he was a 17, 18-year-old kid at the time. And um, to you, um, to those of you who do know, <clears throat> you know, he is associated with uh, Michael Jordan. He was, you know, he drafted him, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Kwame has really been a quiet guy up until recently. And um, it all started with uh, the Breakfast Club and... A lot of us are aware of the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Angela Yee. So apparently uh, Charlemagne decided to uh, bring this man's family up. And um, it was along the lines of um, <clears throat> he, uh, his dad was a killer. His dad beat his girlfriend with a, a axe handle and buried her alive. And his brothers are killers and even his sister. He went as far as to talk about the man's sister. So... This, um, and then along with, um, you know, all the smoke podcast that is, uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, they, uh, you know, they chimed in on it and, um, Gilbert Arenas had something to say, but, um, amongst the chaos that ensued afterwards, Gilbert Arenas and Kwame, they were both teammates with, at, you know, with the Washington Wizards. So they're that disagreement was settled pretty quickly. And, um, Stephen A. Smith also had something to say. He always has something to say. And you're wondering, when am I going to get to the meat of this? So here we go. So Kwame took to uh, YouTube and Instagram. And he began to really just dig in. And he went at Charlemagne. And... He didn't stop. It wasn't. It wasn't like a uh, a one time thing. It, he's just been very consistent with it. And the thing with Charlemagne is, Charlemagne always seems to uh, do this. puts his foot in his mouth so far down his so far in his mouth that his leg is all the way down his throat, and he's shitting out his uh, leg and everything else. Excuse me. <clears throat> now, back to the Breakfast Club episode. Angela Yee was like, hey, are, are you sure about this? Are you, you know, is your information 100% accurate? And Charlemagne himself said, I, I've been trying to get in contact with my dad because, you know, they're all, you know, he lives around the same area as uh, Kwame Brown. And at that point, Charlemagne had a choice to let it go 
or proceed. And he proceeded. So it got to the point where Kwame Brown had really just, he, he, he just was digging in this dude's ass. You know, when as far as to talk about the men's sexuality, you know, basically he's up there buck dancing for all these white folks in these clubs and doing things of that nature. And then it went as, you know, it's, it's gone to the point where, you know, Charlamagne had to put a, you know, put a cease and desist order out. And um, not just that, the uh, rape case involving Charlemagne with the 15-year-old way back in uh, 2001, I believe, came about. And after that, Charlemagne issued some, you know, really scripted apology, et cetera, et cetera. Now, jumping over, jumping away from that, because we know Charlemagne basically he's made himself now donkey of the donkey of the day, not just the day, but donkey of the decade. <clears throat> so now, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, he has really gone at them. And he's gone at a lot of other people with this too. Jamel Hill chimed in with it. And, um, you know, I read somewhere on YouTube, you know, he hasn't gone at uh, Kendrick Perkins, but I believe Kendrick Perkins will probably end up being in the crosshair somewhere along the line. If you pay close attention, Kwame Brown is not a dumb kid. He's not a dumb man. Yeah, he graduated from high school with honors. He could have gone to any college that he chose to. And, he, you know, if he did go to school, he said he would have went to the University of Florida. But he chose to go into the NBA. And, um... He he really has gone at Matt Barnes, you know, as he's gone as far as to call him Becky with the good hair and finger wave. You know, he's he's had some really, really, he's had some funny things to say. But when you sit back and you listen to him, he makes way too much sense and he's way too intelligent to just dismiss. Now, I've had people say, hey, man, I think he's clout chasing. People apologize, but you're not getting it. You know, you're not getting it. If somebody walks up and punch you in your chest, are you going to punch him in the chest back or are you going to punch him across the jaw? Ask yourself that question. If you've been just chilling since your, since your playing career has ended, actually, you know, 20 years, and his career ended in 2012. So, you know, for the last nine years, he's really, you know, he hasn't played professionally. He's just been doing his thing. And, you know, the word associated with him is bust. And I, I'm going to jump back into the whole thing with uh, Matt Barnes but and Steven Jackson. But the thing is, that here's a guy, here's a, here's a man who came into the league as a teenager. And his own words, he said, you know, Michael Jordan would bring in guys, older guys, just to beat the shit out of them. So a guy who endured physical beatings in practice... Uh, belittling from as we call him the goat and you know Charles Oakley threatening to kick his ass which we all know that's the Charles Oakley thing that's what Oak does but you got to ask yourself at a certain point in time how much how much can a man take how much can a man actually take before he reaches that breaking point and just says hey everybody's getting it and um now, getting back into <laughs> Becky with the good hair and uh, the fake wannabe gangster, Stephen Jackson, Stack, Stack 5. Um, you know, he, he had some words for Stack, too. And, you know, and the thing is, when you really think about it, right, 
you can't sit up there and scream black lives matter and then turn around and tear down black men and black women now i know a lot of people say kwame's a bust but if you had a 12-year nba career and you made 65 million dollars in your career you're not a bust yeah you might not have lived up to the uh, expectations of that number one pick but if you lasted 12 years professionally in the NBA, you are not a bust. You're just not. And this leads me to his, you know, him defending himself. Leave us, let, let a sleeping dog lie. Because, you, you know, not only have you uh, awakened an a, a angry man, you've awakened this this anger within within him that has just been lying dormant. And that's the thing I never understood is that why would you want to mess with somebody who's not messing with you? This man has really just been minding his business, living in South Carolina, I believe, you know, on his farm, doing whatever it is he was doing, driving his pickup truck. And um, for these for these people out here that feel the need to attack him, say he's a he's a scrub, this, that, and the third, saying he wasn't even a player, it, it it amazes me because these same gentlemen, especially you know Jackson and and Barnes, they weren't starters; they were role players. And then you know you got a lot of guys who will come into his defense, Jalen Rose being one of them. The one thing I take from Kwame Brown is like the guys who are defending you don't come at them. Don't come at them. They've been defending you. You know, you called, you know, you called Jalen Mr. Fab Five. And I'm kind of like, damn, dude, you know, I, I caught the tone of that. And I'm like, wow, you know, these guys are, are out here defending you, making sure that, you know, people understand, like, put some respect on your name, you know. So anyway, um, as I said, the one thing that, like I said, that, that kind of just was ringing through my head is as the time has gone on with this over the last couple of weeks, you know, Steven Jackson issued an apology, which was kind of like, wow, you could have kept that because the whole the whole comment about, you know, I got people that could catch you in traffic. Like, really, man? I mean, you're supposed to be Mr. BLM. You know, Mr. George Floyd, that was your man, right? So you're talking about, you know, how people, how, how these cops killed your man. But yet you up here talking about you got people that can catch him in traffic, catch Kwame Brown in traffic. So that just goes to show you, you're proving his point. A lot of people have been proving his point about them, you know, that you're not who you say you are. It's all about that, uh. You know, it's really about this this fake image that you that you uh, that you built up for yourself, because you you know Stephen Jackson. You, you know, you either you're a, you're an activist or you're a gangster. Pick and choose one. Matt Barnes, you know, you want to be the you know you want to be the tough guy, but we know 
when, when Kwame said, hey, man, let's, you know, let's step to the ring. Let's get, let's get into the ring. You know, you, you kind of was sheepish, sheepish about it. Now, I want to get into Stephen A. Smith on this matter, too, because Stephen A. Smith thinks he's the voice of reason for all black folks. He thinks he's the voice of black folks, the same way people think Al Sharpton represents black folks and Jesse Jackson. Sorry, Judas. No, no, not over here. Now, Stephen Jackson has uh, been one of those guys that, um, you know, before he used to be a guest on ESPN. Used to be a guest on ESPN. Now, you know, he's on there all the time. He's got his big time contract. And um, <clears throat> he's been known to dog people, but then talk about, you know, uplifting black men. You can't uplift nobody if you want to sit there and shit on them every five seconds. We, but we all know, as, as Kwame Brown has said, your white zaddy. Your white zaddy is uh, letting you speak. So keep that in mind, folks, that Stephen A. Smith has been a pompous ass motherfucker for a real long time. And, you know, he used to go to colleges and speak and do all that shit. And but he, he's a guy that has allowed the money to really just go to his head and affect him. Because at that point, instead of hopping in on shit, he could have easily said, hey, you know, Kwame Brown didn't live up to the expectations of being a uh, number one pick. But. But he lasted 12 years in the league. Yeah, he might have bounced around, but he had a role on the team that he played on. Now, Kwame brought up something very interesting. Very interesting when he said, um, you know, that because of Stephen A. Smith, you know, basically bad-mouthed him. It cost him a lot of money. And you brought up the, uh, his time in Charlotte. He, had, he was on a one-year deal. This is the Charlotte Hornets. They were the Bobcats. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, you know, he brought up the fact that at that time he was averaging a, uh, you know, a double-double until he got hurt. And Tyrus Thomas came in. He was a rookie. And in his place, averaged eight points, eight rebounds. So... They didn't give him, they didn't resign him. They gave Tyrus Thomas a lot of money. DeAndre Jordan, who was doing pretty much the same thing as uh, Kwame Brown, gave him, you know, he got a lot of money. Only difference is he was doing a lot more dunking. And, um, you know, he had better, better plays around him. So the point I'm making is, is Stephen A. Smith, will, he'll, he'll ruin another black man's career. You got to pay attention to these guys who uh, sit up there with these microphones and these platforms and decide to use these platforms for uh, the wrong things. Now, my objectivity of this is not to down anybody. It's just to shed light on how we talk about black lives matter, black lives matter. Right. So if a black life matters, then that means we have to sit there and really take into account that if someone's not successful, we don't bash them. We build them up. Give them the courage to get back out there and try again. But we don't do that. We do a lot of um, a lot of that slick talk, a lot of that, fuck, that funny ass shit that people like to do. 
And what gets me is you can't call this man Kwame Brown a clout chaser because if that's the case, he'd been clout chasing when his career was over, but he's not clout chasing. The man is living a, a, a simple and modest life. He's humble. So I never understood why you want to poke a bear. Uh, you know, why do you poke the bear when the bear turns around and attacks you and mauls you? All of a sudden, the bear needs to be put down. He's a dangerous man. No. No, he's not dangerous. In fact, in fact, he's doing what anybody with any self-respect would do. They would defend themselves. This speaks to a greater problem within our communities is that anyone that that just that just wants to be peaceful and live a peaceful life you always have somebody whether it be your wife girlfriend boyfriend friends whomever the case may be they want to poke the bear they want to do childish things and then all of a sudden they want to play the victim when you go and smash them upside their motherfucking heads So, when we talk about the things that we discuss every day, let's keep this in mind. We've been crying for things of our own. And when we get them, we want to shit on the people who created them because, well, damn, it's, well, Joe Blow over there got that store. I don't fuck with Joe Blow. I don't fuck with Joe Blow, but. I'm going to go over here and uh, fuck with the people who been really who won't even hire me. And I don't fuck with Joe Blow because it's Joe Blow. You see the mentality? You see where I'm coming with this? If Joe Blow decided that, hey, I want to get up off my ass and not, you know, and I want to give, give my people a chance to have something greater. Why do we fuck with it? Why do we, why do we sit there and try to shit on it? And the point of that being is Kwame Brown was not fucking with nobody. The man was sitting off in his own neck of the of, of the universe. And this man has been going at it and letting people know about themselves. And to be honest with you, excuse me as I take a sip of that drink. What I what I thoroughly enjoy. Is um, he's not letting up. He wants them to feel what he's been feeling for 20 years. To be in the butt of somebody's jokes. And these dudes can't even take one day of it. So think about that. When you do when you, when, when you do what, what these guys have been doing to him. You can't get mad at him. You really can't be upset with Mr. Brown. You know, Mr. Brown ain't really fucking with nobody. He wasn't fucking with nobody in the first damn place. And what I love the most about it is he's just he, he's he's not he's not holding back. 
he's letting people have it. And that's sometimes what, what's needed is to get some of these dudes who sit there with these uh with these platforms who sit there and just, you know, talk about whatever. Sometimes they need to hear about themselves. Sometimes they need to really hear how asinine they are. Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson. Those guys cracked me up. You know, and I really began to look at them a little differently because, you know, especially like, you know, um, you know, the way he, you know, how can I say, you're going to talk shit about a guy, but your quote homeboy, as you, as you put it in Derek Fisher's, let you know, now we really weren't friends like that. We were just teammates was over there, you know, macking on your girl. And beginning to wonder, man, damn, you know, we're going to sit up there and start talking about motherfuckers. Like, Matt, are you the problem? Or were they the problem? Just asking. Now, the other thing I didn't really like about the whole situation is, is that you sat there and talked shit about this man's family. That's where I draw a line. You could talk shit about him. But um, but you start talking about a man's family, that that shit doesn't go good go well. So, there's a line that needs to be drawn right there. There's a line that really needs to be drawn. When you start talking about a man's father, brother, sisters, mother, whoever the case may be, we don't do that. I think that's just asinine because that's another way of tearing down the black. The black men and women. You can't do it. Just can't do it. But, um, you know, as we're talking about this, this, this you know, this, uh, social media is a, a funny thing. Social media is a funny thing. And, um... When you uh, when you're scrolling through, especially on Instagram, the uh, search engine, there's things you find all over the place, and some of the stuff you think, you know, I th- I think about, damn, this could be really good news, and then I turn around like, nah, 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 I don't I don't think so, but um. It's been a long week, my peoples. Um, I do want to ask y'all, uh, how's your mental health? Is it good? I hope it's good. Um, I also know uh, we're approaching the end of the school year. And uh, we're getting a lot of kids back. And at this point, you know, we're talking about vaccinations and who's, you know, who's vaccinated and who isn't. And I caught some flack for having an opinion about people, you know, getting vaccinated. And I realized it's not my place to say anything. So it's a, to me, it's a wait and see kind of thing with the, um, with see what happens with the long-term effects of being vaccinated um, I'm not getting vaccinated. 
that's just my personal choice. Doesn't mean I'm going to force my opinion onto anybody. But um, I'm a little concerned because I, I really hope that um, there any I hope there's no really serious long-term effects. You don't want to have you don't want to have any long-term effects from a vaccination. You really don't. Um, I do worry about those who did get vaccinated. Anyone that's close and near and dear to me who's been vaccinated, I will know have to keep an eye on you. But uh, have you noticed uh, since the found out that uh, Fauci has uh, been funneling money over to the Luang lab over in China. All these restrictions have been uh, coming down. And pay close attention because uh, pretty soon they're going to start telling everyone, you know what, forget the mask, vaccinated or not. Because um, when you think about the vaccination, they're telling you that even if you're vaccinated, you can still pass it off to people. You could be asymptomatic. So think about this. When you talk about being asymptomatic, that means you don't have any symptoms. How can you how can you be how can you not have symptoms or be or be considered to have a symptom, but then turn around and say, no, well, you don't really have it, but you can still pass it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once again, it's a great it's a great psych job on 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 the uh, on the people. Not just that. Not just that in general. Um, think about this. When you speak, when you speak about things, you know, it's the words that you speak. And words are spells. And when you start putting those words out there, you're casting things. So be very careful about what you say. Be very careful about what you do. We're living in a, in a day and age where men are told that if they cry, they're weak. Men are told that if they express any form of emotion, they're weak. You have people that attack, their, attack a man's vulnerability for their own personal gain to use, to use whatever that person told you against them. And especially within the black community, I'm going. I'm going to sit strictly talk about that right there. A little bit of delay right there. Sorry. A lot of dead air, but um, as I was saying, you know we're you know we're told that we got to be strong, and we hold a lot of stuff in, and when we do that, we let a lot of shit slide, but that creates a uh, a war with inside of us. At this stage of the game in my life, I'm really having to learn to let a lot of shit go, which means I got to speak upon things. And um, we have to, uh, we ha we got to start letting, you know, we the women, women, y'all got, y'all can speak and it's cool. We accept that, you know, we listen to you. You may not think that we listen, but we listen. But when it comes down to a man speaking, it's pretty much like, yo, shut the fuck up, you soft ass nigga. You're a bitch nigga for even saying that. 
And some of our friends, quote friends, will tell you that you're soft. They'll tell you you need to man the fuck up. We can't, we gotta stop pretending like nothing bothers us. Now, you're wondering, damn, you know, I went from talking about Kwame Brown to vaccinations to mental health. Well, it all plays a part into what I'm talking about tonight. And, um, you know, I myself have been told to man the fuck up, stop being a bitch. And that really begins to eat away at a man's soul. Because when you can't express yourself, not so much out of fear, but because somebody would love to fucking argue with you about what you're saying and how you feel. Anytime a person tries to tell you what you're feeling is a bunch of bullshit, you should have carte blanche to punch that man or woman right in their motherfucking face. Straight up, real talk. Because when the motherfucker calls you crazy or tells you what you're feeling is crazy, that's a real dismissive behavior. That's dismissive behavior. That's some, that's some punk-ass behavior. So, going back to Kwame Brown, pe- people basically were just, you know, telling him, you know, he just needs to shut the fuck up and go back to just living his simple life, but... When somebody pokes, the, when somebody fucking just takes shots at you repeatedly and you're the brunt, you're the, you're the butt of their jokes, you're only going to take so much more of that shit before you finally say, yo, man, I, I, I got to address the issue. And I think this man has endured a lot. You know, his mental health has taken a, a hit. And um, not just that. A lot of people are starting to uh, feel him and relate to what he's, to what he what he's been going through, because we like I said we've all been at at some point we've all been told that we're no good, we suck, we're a bust, we're this, we're that, whatever the case may be. And um, it does take a it does take a toll on you mentally. It really does. So. To those of you out there who uh, who feel as if um, you know you don't have a voice, you can come on right on over to this show here. We'll have it. We'll set up a show for you. We can talk about mental health. We can talk about things that uh, that we deal with on a day to day basis. We can go on down the list of it. But um, Let's just say if you I'm gonna say it again, if you if you say you support the Black Lives Matter movement, but yet tear down other people, your people, go sit in the back somewhere. For real, go sit in the back with a bag of peanuts and join the peanut gallery. That's the reason why we are where we are as a people. 
We talk about the black community being what it is. We talk about all this shit. But yet, you ever stop and think about the root of the problem is you always got the smart motherfuckers. And I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the guys with the brains and the women with the brains. I'm talking about the smart mouth motherfuckers who, who feel that their opinion is the only opinion that counts. And they can sit there and tell you who's successful and who's not successful. That's some bullshit. That's some real deal bullshit. So on that note, my good people, I'm going to end this show because my eyes are getting low. Um, give me some feedback on, on, you know, on all the podcasts. Give me some feedback on this one as well. Um, here at What's on my mind. We do appreciate the um, the positive feedback and even the negative feedback because it's all it all gets it's all taken into consideration. And on most importantly, um, it allows me to do better shows. Hopefully, I can get cousin Troy back on the show. Um, and looking to get more guests on the show in the upcoming future. So. Um, You all have a uh, blessed weekend. Memorial Day tomorrow. Well, today, I should say. It is is 1.07 a.m. Everybody have a a very blessed day. And uh, see you soon.